<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens. A production of WQPT. PBS for the Quad Cities region. A podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues, and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is The Cities. It really is a rollout of epic proportions. Health officials are trying to vaccinate more than 300 million Americans with the COVID-19 vaccine. And the two vaccines now available need two separate shots, so... That could be 600 million injections. So far, only a small fraction of the population has been vaccinated. We talked with the chief operating officer of the Rock Island County Health Department, Janet Hill. Friday, they had issued, what, 175 more doses for Rock Island County. How quickly did they go? They were gone within about two minutes. Yeah, and that's really an issue of frustration for a lot of people because they're clamoring to get this uh, because they now qualify. What do you say to that frustration? I absolutely understand it. Um, I hope people can understand that phase 1B in Illinois includes about 65,000 people just in Rock Island County. Uh, we are a, a county that has a lot of older people and a lot of people on frontline essential work. Uh, so this will be the biggest hurdle of the pandemic for us getting through phase 1B. 1C will be um, you know, a fewer number of people than we have in phase 1B. And then what, by the time we get to phase two, uh, which is the general public, I think that we'll have plenty of vaccine to give. Well, and let's be honest. I mean, you're learning an awful lot through these mass vaccinations already. I mean, the line of cars for that very first time out at uh, Milan was extraordinary. And you, you've changed your process right now. It's really first come first serve right now. And some people might say that's not so equitable. Well, it, there is a, just a, a massive scarcity of vaccine. You know, we have 143,000 people in our county and each person would need to get two doses. Uh, now, so taking away the people who are not eligible through, uh, you know, because they're younger than 18 or 16, depending on the vaccine, you're still talking about a couple hundred thousand doses that need to get in people's arms. And it's just going to take a very long time to do this. And we just feel like that the, um, the availability is, is so small at this point that we cannot pick and choose and be fair, that we really need to make it more of a lottery system. Now, we understand that the technology is um, a barrier and we are working with a partner to be able to get a phone line for seniors to register for the vaccine. Um, technology is, is not easy for everyone and we want them to make sure that they have access to the vaccine also. Because to be honest, if you don't have the internet right now, if you don't have a home computer, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get one of these vaccines right away right now. That's right. Um, our system is online. And we did that because there were very serious public safety concerns um, after our first clinic when we had 
people lined up for miles in all directions. If there was some sort of emergency out in that part of the county, um, the first responders might not have been able to get to it. And that that is, you know, very concerning. So we're having to balance public safety versus public demand, and that's a really tough equation at this point. Governor Pritzker said the uh, first round of assisted living facilities should be done by February 15th. Is that what you're seeing in Rock Island County? You know, um, we are not part of the federal pharmacy partnership. Um, that vaccine is taken off the top um, at, at the state, so we never see that vaccine. And it goes right to the federal partners who are CBS, CVS and Walgreens. So, you know, the data that that um, the public is seeing on the IDPH website is what we know also. We have seen the National Guard being called in, uh, particularly in the uh, Chicago area, basically to help in the registration and, and the help uh, just to get the lines moving. Is this something that Rock Island County might have to turn to uh, because you guys are being you're, you're swamped? We are swamped. You know, we're a staff of 50 people and we have 10 nurses and right now um, nobody but the nurses uh, can give vaccines. I, I am not qualified to give a vaccine. That's not my uh, medical background. Uh, so uh, the National Guard would be a very welcome uh, addition. Uh, the governor has talked about you know, doing that at several spots across the state. He has not specifically told us that we should expect one in Rock Island County. You know, we're not one of the population population centers in the county. I would expect that most of those resources would be used in um, Cook County and the suburbs, but I certainly would hope that we could call on the National Guard at some point because we could use some help. Let's talk about the mutations for a moment because uh, Dr. Katz, the uh, infectious uh, diseases specialist in uh, our county in Rock Island and Scott County, well, more, I should say Scott County, but I mean, kind of the Quad City <laughs> infectious uh, disease specialist is really pointing out that uh, the mutations should not be something that we necessarily have to worry about, but they are being closely studied right now. That, that's correct. And we know that there are uh, approximately 10 cases that are known in Illinois. Uh, last time I looked, they were all in the Chicagoland area, but that does not mean that we should not be on uh, the watch for them. And the, the precautions are the same for these variants as they are for every for the original COVID-19, and that is washing your hands, watching your distance, and wearing your mask. Masking is being shown uh, to be even more important with this because it is even more contagious. Well, and you keep pointing out the prevention and, and the mask wearing and the social distancing. We've heard that over and over again. Some people are better at it than other people. Some people are just against it completely. We're also seeing that uh, parts of uh, Illinois and Iowa as well, I guess, are, are opening up more to business uh, as we go through these different mitigation phases. Does it worry you that we always take a step forward towards opening up society and in a way that takes a step backwards as far as our health and COVID is concerned? You know, I've, I've talked a little bit about a balancing act and, um, you know, the business community absolutely needs a lifeline at this point. I mean, restaurants in particular and cultural institutions have been really weathering some tough times. So I understand the public's desire to be able to go out and do more things and for business owners um, to make their living. Uh, but we have seen in the past when we do open up that we have, um, you know, kind of step backwards. So that's why it's really important when people are 
you know, patronizing restaurants and cultural institutions and gathering in larger groups that they really must follow these precautions because the safeguards that had been in place are no longer there. These precautions that uh, Americans have taken because of COVID-19 is also having an impact on other diseases and viruses. Uh, people thought that maybe the flu might not be so bad this year because, you know, we're washing our hands, we're keeping a distance, we're being so careful because of COVID-19. Has that in fact happened? It absolutely has. In the state of Illinois, um, flu is almost non-existent. Now, we do not track as a state every single case of the flu. Um, it becomes a reportable disease when someone has died in a congregate care facility or is being hospitalized in the ICU. So as of last week, throughout the entire state of Illinois, 11 people have been hospitalized with flu in ICUs. That is unheard of. Well, and that puts a little pressure uh, uh, less pressure, it takes a little pressure off of uh, all, all the other work you have to do. And as from a public health standpoint, COVID is all consuming for you guys. I mean, are other issues of public health taking a back seat right now? We are still working all of our programs here at the Rock Island County Health Department. It has been a whole all hands on deck situation, absolutely with COVID, especially on our mass vaccination clinic days. But even though most of our staff is at the mass vaccination clinic, we still have people serving mothers, children and infants um, for WIC. We are still doing restaurant inspections. We are still doing private water inspections and sewage inspections um, because, and we, we do that because we don't want any type of other outbreak to be happening in our county that would draw attention away from our COVID response. So it really is basic public health prevention. Well, and prevention is one of those things that kind of gets hidden in the background. I mean, when it comes to public health, people kind of take it for granted. Do you have a feeling that because of COVID-19, people have a greater appreciation of what county health departments do as well as preparing for the worst case scenario? That's right. Sometimes it's hard for people to understand um, what someone is doing to prevent something. They can't see what is being prevented if it has been prevented. Um, and public health at one point you know, said that we are the invisible shield. Uh, I, we're not so invisible now. I think people understand exactly what we are doing and why it's so important that we do it. Well, we're talking about social distancing and wearing masks. Now people are saying that sometimes two masks are better than one. Address that and also how long you think that we're going to be wearing masks. Is it well into this year? It is going to be well into this year. Um, Dr. Fauci, who you know I look to as our leader in all of this, um, has said that we're going to be wearing them you know, into the fall, and that is because we need to get herd immunity. And we don't quite know what that number will be yet because this is a, a brand new virus. And as we talked about earlier, the, the virus is mutating. So there could be a point where we get everyone vaccinated and then we would have to give another booster shot. I mean, that is a little speculative at this point, but it is certainly possible. Double masks? Double mask as, 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 as uncomfortable and, and, you know, people may not want to hear it, but Dr. Fauci is saying that double masks are important because the new strains are even more contagious. You can get more information by going to your own county's health department website or the state public health departments for Iowa and Illinois.
Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.